Considered an oddity both mentally and physically from an early age, Socrates was born in or before 469 BC and obsessed with righteous living. He did not document his teachings. His father, Sophroniscus was a craftsman, statuary, or stonecutter. His mother, Binaridi was a midwife. Socrates was considered to be famously ugly. In Plato's Symposium, Alcibiades described him as looking like some grotesque, a satyr or a silenus. He had wide-set, bulging eyes that darted sideways and enabled him, like a crab, to see not only what was straight ahead, but what was beside him as well, a flat, upturned nose with flaring nostrils, and large fleshy lips like an ass. Like Archimedes, Socrates was not a fan of baths. His friends admitted that it was unusual to see him bathed and with his shoes on. He was usually to be found in the marketplace and other public areas, conversing with a variety of different people, young and old, male and female, slave and free, rich and poor, citizen and visitor, that is, with virtually anyone he could persuade to join with him in his question and answer mode of probing serious matters not just contemplating by himself. Socrates seemed to have a higher opinion of women than most of his companions had and claimed to have learned rhetoric from Aspasia of Miletus, and to have learned erotics from the priestess Diatima of Mantinea. He was shabby, unkempt, never had any money or cared where his next meal was coming from. He could drink his friends under the table but was never seen to be drunk. His most important discussions were concerned with how one ought to live surrounding the five virtues of courage, moderation, piety, wisdom and justice. A friend once went to the oracle at Delphi and asked whether there was any man wiser than Socrates. No, was the answer. This, Socrates says, confused him and so he went about interrogating all sorts of people who were reportedly wise and was always disappointed because it seemed that there was nobody whose alleged wisdom could stand up to his questioning. He thought that one should know enough geometry to take the measure of a piece of land one is receiving or conveying, but should not trouble one's head about the intricate diagrams, and enough astronomy to be able to tell the time of night or month or year for the purposes of a journey or voyage or night watch, without concerning one's mind with planets and wandering stars and their distances from the earth, and their orbits and causes. In 399 BC he was brought to trial on accusations initiated by a poet, Melitus, who asked for the death penalty on the charges of corrupting the youth, worshipping false gods and not worshipping the state religion. Socrates admitted to the court, I have never lived an ordinary quiet life, I did not care for the things most people care about, making money, having a comfortable home, high military or civil rank, and all the activities which go on in our city. During his trial, he said that he thought he was doing the Athenians the greatest possible service in showing them the error in their ways. Following this statement, the Athenians voted for the death penalty by a larger majority than that by which they had found him guilty. Socrates lived thirty days beyond his trial. On his last day, he drank hemlock in prison. The poisoner described the physical effects of the conium maculatum variety of hemlock used for citizen executions, then Socrates cheerfully took the cup and drank. Two men who were with him when he died were Antisthenes of Athens, and Euclides of nearby Megara went on to become founder of schools of thought whose traces could still be seen hundreds of years later. Regarding his view on death, Socrates thought that the soul was separable from the body, that it existed before birth, and would continue to exist ever after death. Plato's book The Apology of Socrates, was likely his first work and written a few years after Socrates' trial, and more of a general defense of Socrates' way of life than a rebuttal of the official charges. The buildings and works of arts with which Athens was enriched in the Periclean Age, the long walls which connected the city with the port of Piraeus, the Parthenon, the statues of Phidias, 
the frescoes of Polygnotus, were begun and completed in his lifetime.